Welcome back, lads and ladettes, to episode 68. Dude, I'm pumped. I got a, I got a new chair. I don't know if you like if you're watching on YouTube, you can see right now. Uh, before I had one of those like really like little retro kind of office chairs. You know what I'm talking about? Like it had like a low back on it. Oh yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My dad uh, needed a new office chair for himself. Like working at home, everyone like I guess he works from home normally, so whatever. But it's gone through some wear and tear, so he needed a new one. So gets himself a new gaming ch- like a gaming chair for his office. Like the but big one. We- wraparound backs and all that uh not as like not as like expert as like a wraparound back but it's got like the neck rest a little lower back rest everything it's got legs that kick out and stuff too so he can like fold it back basically into a lazy boy like recliner kind of kind of vibe so that's pretty cool but we have like his office and then in his office there's the home computer beside it so there was two of these like nice leather chairs down there so his new chair comes in he slides his old chair over to the home computer and then the home computer chair comes upstairs. So I don't really know if like you can see it all, but like this chair is just kind of beat up. <laughs> like The leather yeah. is like peeling off of it and stuff, but they free chair and way more comfortable than the one I, when I had from before. But uh, you know, like I keep feeling like what I'm going to do, like I'm kind of sitting back right now in yeah, my chair com- yeah i'm so comfy but you know in like villain movies when they sit back in those like chairs and they put their hands together and do like like, around i've been expecting yeah and then they've got the finger tap going kind of thing (laughs) like bingles were from austin powers just the hairless cat in your lap yeah literally like i feel like i'm i should have that going the entire episode just like a little devious finger tap and like a cat on my lap (laughs) but uh, for all those listening one like for all those listening and, and not watching on YouTube, you gotta you gotta see this. The guy's living in luxury right now with the company. Yeah. And two, yeah. he's wearing the probably the coolest T-shirt I've ever seen in my life. Didn't even know you owned that, but it's a. It looks like I'm trying to distru- describe this as well, but it's like the Burger King logo, like you know, yeah. the yellow, with the blue kind of wrapping around, and then the letters in the middle say "Fill the Thrill." <laughs> Where did you get that, man? That's unreal uh so um man it would have been probably going into first year university for my birthday uh brownie and anger and oc ordered it for me off some like website that's sick (laughs) yeah feel the thrill it's unreal like (laughs) it's it was uh do you know that there's this twitter account i think it's called not danny it's called yeah i think it's called not danny heatley yeah yeah danny y'all yeah, Daniel. Sorry. So back then, like this guy loves Phil Kessel, and you know how there was that Steve Simmons thing about how he eats hot dogs and whatever before games, and then oh, has his own yeah, hot dog yeah. stand. And then it kind of got turned into just how Phil Phil Kessel like doesn't care about his diet. And Danny Healy, like not Danny Healy, was running with this whole joke and kind of pumped out these shirts of these Phil the Thrill Burger King shirts. So I've been rocking these every like this all the time. That was like the greatest like air quotes party trick to pull up to like the bar or like a party at someone's house wearing the fill the thrill shirt (laughs) especially like at school um it just got to the point where i I just introduced myself as phil like there became no point of saying my name is zach because i would say oh yeah i'm zach whatever but then everyone else would just call me phil so then it became confusing for other people they're like, wait, you're, I thought your name was Zach. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, like, I'm just, I'm Phil. Like, you're going to hear everyone else call me Phil, so I might as well tell you my name is Phil. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just easier that way, and I don't have to answer any questions. So I just pull up wearing Phil the Thrill, and it's perfect. Yeah, but- man, that's so hype. I remember, like, Danny All-Star 15, I had the 1507, like, hat that I wore, like, yeah, my, like, warm-up gitch for school hockey. Yeah. And then, there's, uh, like, their, their account's still going strong, like, I'm in the, this Twitter course for school and you have to follow like one of the, one of the weekly assignments was follow 10 people, not in the class. So <laughs> like, all right, don't mind if I do Danny, I'll serve 15, like a bunch of these old like accounts I used to follow. Yeah. Um, and man, they're still going strong. And like, I wonder how much money this guy's made from all of his merch over the years. Yeah. It's gotta be up there, man. Cause his tweets are pretty funny. I'm going to see like, if I can find one here real quick, like, the stuff he tweets about 
is okay here so mitch marner the other day against the Sens scored a, just a disgusting goal he like toe dragged the defenseman down low at the bottom of the circle pulls it goes short side top corner over matt murray's shoulder so his name now is big heat daddy and then it's like his handle is danny all-star 15 he tweets re like quote tweets and says Mitch Marner just put Riley, uh, the guy, the defenseman was Mike Riley. So he goes, Mitch Marner just put Riley inside a crunch wrap Supreme and then still went top nipples on Murray, whose chest protector is the size of a chef's refrigerator. (laughs) Who thinks of these things? And then after you think about them, why do you decide to put that out on the internet? (laughs) How do you, uh, like, how old do you think this guy is? I don't know. I feel like he's got to be like mid to late 20s. That's what I was thinking too. Like, I don't yeah. think he's that old. Because I don't know. He's kind of, he's still with it. He's like, yeah. Yeah. But he's been going strong on the internet for a while. Like, I think I've been following that Twitter account for probably like eight, eight or more years at this point. Like, it's a solid account. It's pretty funny. So, but yeah, yeah good for him. But, but McGee, like- hold on. Before we go further, I've got a new chair, but you're rocking <laughs> some, something new right now too. Can you tell the listeners what that is? Yeah, so I uh, I got blue light glasses, so I thought I'd give them for a spin. I got I was working on an assignment earlier today, and uh, I got got Lord knows how much work I need to do after this recording is done. <laughs> so yeah, I thought I'd test them out, wear them uh, for the first time on the podcast, yeah. second time on the podcast. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. You look good. You look sharp. You buy those yourself, or did someone buy those for you? Oh, I, these were a gift. These were a Valentine's Day gift, actually. Nice. Nice. I don't even so, know about how the gifts were a thing, but <laughs> gestures. It's a little gesture. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm, um, they, they feel good on my face. Uh, you look glare, good, buddy. The glare is kind of. Yeah, when you get that that certain angle, you <laughs> you basically your eyes just go missing. It's just a complete reflection. Wolverine with just the laser beam glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get too far into the episode. Um, I kind of want to get into our episode 68 player battle. Um, this one is going to be an interesting an interesting one here because we've set up a competition for these two athletes that's going to be very difficult for both of them to excel in. They're kind of in the same weight, height category, um, two different sports coming at it here, but they're going to be com- competing in uh, – did you want to do like equestrian or do you want to do horse racing? Like – like, um, do you want to do like jumps and stuff that they do in the Olympics? Let's do or do racing because like... I think these these fellas that we chose, yeah. these lads are big boys. So I think if he needs to jump, that horse's knees are just out of commission after that. So I think we okay. got to go straight line. Horse can't leave the ground or else it's bad news bears. Okay, okay. All right. So episode sixty-eight, horse racing competition, strictly due to the safety of the horse. Let's get into our two competitors. So our first competitor drafted 69th overall in the 1981 NFL draft by the Washington Redskins. He played 11 seasons in the NFL, all for the Redskins, a four time pro bowler and three time first team all pro player. He appeared in five NFC championship games and four Super Bowls, leading him to become a three time Super Bowl champion and an inductee into the football hall of fame. A six foot three, 270 pound guard from Scottsdale, Pennsylvania, Russ Grimm. You just know that guy's nickname was gotta be like the Grim Reaper or something along those lines. But he 200, oh my god, this guy's got like an inch on me, like an inch and a half on me, and a 93 pounds on me. <laughs> so, like, just, he's a yeah. thick guy, man. Holy a monster. At six, three. Monster. Okay, his competitor in the horse racing competition. He was drafted fifth overall in the 1990 draft, NHL draft by the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's currently in his 33rd or 34th year of professional hockey, playing for the Retiri Kladno, a team he actually owns 70% of. Having played 24 seasons in the NHL, appearing on the Pittsburgh Penguins, Washington Capitals, New York Rangers, Philadelphia Flyers, Dallas Stars, Boston Bruins, Florida Panthers, and last but not least, the Calgary Flames, totaling 1,921 points in 1,733 NHL games played, good enough for 1.11 
points per game in his 24-year NHL career. With numerous NHL and international titles under his belt, such as a World Junior Bronze, two World Championship Bronzes, an Olympic Bronze, a five-time Art Ross Trophy winner, a recipient of the NHL Hart Trophy given to the NHL MVP, a three-time Ted Lindsay Award winner as the MVP determined by the Players Association, and a Bill Masterton Trophy winner. But probably most impressive, this man is a member of the Triple Gold Club, having accomplished a World Championship Gold, an Olympic Gold, and a two-time Stanley Cup champion, a six-foot-five, 255-pound right winger from Kladno, Czech Republic, the man himself, Yaramir Yager. So, <laughs> I'm pumped, man. That one is heavy. 24 years in the NHL. Imagine that. Holy shit. 1.11. He played more seasons in the show than we've been alive. <laughs> yeah. Been yeah. Alive. And, but on t- 33, going on 30, 34 now. Yeah. Years of professional hockey. Yeah. And yeah. this team that he that he plays for now, I mentioned he own he's a seventy percent owner of the team. Jackie Moon, he can just calls the shots. This <laughs> is the halftime show. Like Literally, and he's owned the team since like twenty ten. So he was in the NHL at that point, and he like I think actually he had like a short stint in the KHL, then came back to the NHL. But like he was owning that team while he was in the KHL, and then went back to the NHL and owned the team, and now he's over there just playing for the team. Imagine being like a like a seventeen because I know like some guys go pro earlier in Europe than they get in North America. But imagine being like a sixteen or seventeen year old like pro, in, in, whatever. I think it's like tier three, like Czech. Like I don't think it's like yeah, it's not the greatest hockey. Yeah, I don't think it's the greatest hockey. But imagine being like a sixteen, seventeen year old guy. And you got like a breakaway for your first pro goal, and Yager's sitting back door for a tap, and you just <laughs> and he's the owner of the team. He's no, no, this guy's done. He's yeah. Done. You like here. you like don't pass it to him, and he's like he literally just looks up in the press box, he's like looking at the GM. <laughs> like, give, him a, give him a wave, the throat slit, like no. Nah, yeah, that's it. That's the end. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so two big boys, six foot two, two hundred and fifty five pounds, and six foot three, two hundred and seventy three pounds. Neither of these guys necessarily have the physical edge in a horse racing competition because you normally look at those jockeys, like I feel like they're barely five foot, most of them, and like 80 pounds. So two lads over six foot, both over 250 pounds at this point. Who do you take in your horse racing competition? Who wins as the jockey? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, that's tough. Like. I think you need a good lower body strength to be like to, to ride a horse and to like keep your balance yeah. and stuff. And I don't know if there's any truth behind this, but I, I've heard for the longest time that growing up, Yager would do a thousand squats a day. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, run. What? Like, who's got enough time <laughs> with a thousand squats a day? And uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta give this one to Yager. I, I just think his work ethic is. Maybe not so much these days, but like a prime auger would take this one. I just think he'd uh, he'd learn the sport inside and out, and he'd like work at it until he until he. Uh... Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it's. I've heard like Yager is just an absolute workhorse, and like this guy literally is Quadzilla, like you were just mentioning. But the thing too, on top of that, is I just have this image in my head of him, just gracefully riding this horse, like hair flowing in the wind like some fabio type vibes he's just riding around so elegantly whereas like russ grim i don't know that he's able to do it like just that extra 20 pounds too is kind of it's a little little much to just slow the horse down that extra little bit and give him some resistance so i don't know i don't know how much he's able to do there yeah i like that visual of yager's hair just blowing in the wind that does (laughs) a whole lot i think that adds a whole lot to the competition so yeah, I think Yager's gonna have the edge on this one. Yeah, I think Yager's winning this one, man. I just think that, that that visual alone is is pushing him atop the charts here to be able to win that competition. So yeah, I think Yager wins our episode sixty-eight uh horse racing competition. But McGee, that uh that leads us kind of into our next thing here. Last episode we did the greatest athletes of all time 
discussion and we broke some down we threw it out on instagram put up kind of our lists of who our favorite athletes are so if you haven't seen that go over to our instagram uh lads and launchers and check it out leave a comment if you disagree like what we wrote whatever but we got some good feedback from it we had a lot of people engaging with it messaging me i don't know if people were messaging you but letting us know like like it was a good like we got some great feedback both personally and on the lads account about yeah people we've left off comments under our posts and there is a lot of uh there's some discrepancies yeah people, like, were not, people were arguing whether certain things were actually sports i had to defend my honor and not even my honor i had to defend the honor of joey chestnut the athlete yeah um yeah so it was it was heated there was some there was some controversy Okay. So one of the like big things that ended up happening was like people obviously messaging us saying they liked our list. Like Austin Pringle messaged me and said, my list was bang on. He said he wouldn't take anybody out of there. Loved it from top to bottom dialed. So I think it's rare that you would have anybody who would agree with like every single person on the list, but that one, that one felt pretty good to get that kind of feedback. Yeah. Um, one person messaged me and Evan Scott, one of my friends from Western and was just like, yo, secretariat so me in the controversy of is are they athletes are they not athletes i really want to know from you do you consider secretariat an athlete i think i would say like he is an athlete but you can't compare him with humans like i think if you had like greatest horse athletes or greatest like animal athletes of all time yeah then he'd probably be in the mix, but I don't think you can compare a horse with humans. Like I just don't think you can do it. <laughs> you just can't is put him he a in good there, athlete. Right? Is he is he a good athlete or is he a tremendous competitor? Perhaps. I, well, he yeah. is. There's no denying that. But <laughs> I don't think you can throw him in the mix with the likes of Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, and or whoever the hell like Joey Chestnut we had on our list, right? So right. If we add like Secretariat and then like Sea Biscuit and like <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know the the greyhound that's won the most the dog races. Maybe you could do like a top five greatest uh, animal athletes of all time. Um, American Pharaoh. Yeah, like, yo. Uh, maybe next time we'll do top top uh, horse horse like, athletes horse horse names. Racing not stroke. not athletes oh, because oh, I don't want to get into I don't want to get into like oh they won this this and this because I feel like Nyquist. it's like. But I want to know like the best horse names that like competitive horse names. Like, I don't want to hear like sunshine and Daisy and stuff. I want to be hearing like, like you said, like American Pharaoh, like that's badass. I want to hear names like that. Those are the names I'm looking for. So we'll save that for another episode, but that's a good idea on your, on your behalf there. Um, So you would not consider secretariat to be compared into those athletes then? Um. No, I don't think he could be compared. But is, that is it strictly athlete? just because he's an animal? Like, yeah, is that... I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, like, he's a horse. He's, just, <laughs> yeah, he's got right. way more raw power. Like he'll run faster than any. He's human got horse power. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> literal horse power. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think enough. this guy can can rightfully be thrown in the conversation. Okay, and then the other ones this guy wanted to throw in there and wanted to give a shout out to was uh, Airbud, one of the most versatile competitors of our generation. <laughs> he played what did he play? He played like basketball, volleyball, soccer. I feel like Airbud even played hockey at some point. He was like a skateboarder. And for those who don't know, we're talking about the golden retriever that the movie was made about. Yeah, the goal. Okay, so Airbud was a tremendous athlete. He played yeah. goalie at like the World Cup, like the Women's World Cup, I, I believe. Okay. Or he scored a goal. I can't remember the whole thing. It was like one of the final ending credits. Like yeah. scenes. Um so he's an Olympian or like a world champion. Uh yeah. He he is an athlete. He is an athlete. But again, like the horse, animal or not, I think fictional animals. Like, hey, there's there's four categories. there's greatest yeah. athletes, greatest okay. animal athletes. <laughs> then there's the greatest fictional animal athletes and the greatest fictional human athletes okay okay so that you're breaking that you're really really separating it down here okay yeah well, i, I mean like you can't compare Airbud to secretariat one, <laughs> one right yeah greatness and Airbud had its greatness in his own right but but on, on yeah this because i screen. guess when you start talking about like fictional animal athletes you bring up uh what, what was his name yeah jack, jack the, the most valuable primate 
Yes. He was snowboarded. He, well, I think he went to the X Games and won a gold. He played hockey too. I know yeah, for he sure hockey. he played hockey. Yeah. 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 Okay. And he yeah, did a lot of stuff. Enough. Yeah. The MVP series. I wonder what, uh, yeah, MVP most. MVP most valuable primate. Yeah. Cause then you start comparing the two. Like who's more, you yeah, know, I think it would MVP. have to be the chimp because he can like stand up and do that. You think, like, you think the chimp would dogs, be but... a better athlete than Airbud? Yeah. I agree because yeah. he's got thumbs. Like he can, he can. Yes, exactly. Grab things. He can like actually hold a stick. He's stronger. Yeah. He's probably got that ex- raw explosive power that Airbud is kind of lacking. Like Airbud definitely can got hops. Don't get me wrong, but like just in terms of sheer strength, I think uh, I think Jack's got it. Got it there. But yeah. Okay, I, I definitely respect the, those four categories that you like broke it down into. I think that that's completely fair. Yeah, man. I, th- I, I think we need to do... It's, you know what? It, the thing is, is that Air Bud... Like, I don't know how this works, but I, I searched the MVP movie poster. Yeah. And it goes like, it says something like, Air Bud presents MVP. Oh... So like Airbud is kind of like the like the, the overarching to, to Jack's fifty cent like just okay like rec- found him like I don't know has him on his label or whatever the hell it was and and yeah so yeah Airbud discovered Jack I guess all right fair enough well I think that kind of like settles that in terms of breaking down those categories that's a pretty good yeah. description you gave there McGee like really <laughs> really helps the listener define the define the categories and figure out where each each of these guys sits yeah um and again like you can't compare a fictional h- human no. to Jack or Airbus. right right because it's, it's separate again like you can't be yeah. comparing the Mighty Ducks guys to Airbud yeah but they the only exceptions the only exception would be you can compare a human athlete to Airbud if they are in the same movie. Ah, okay. I got so like you. if Airbud played against you and beat you, he's a better athlete. Right. Right. But like you couldn't compare like Johnny Kapahala to Jack the Chimp Snowboard. No, no. No. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. <laughs> They'd have to be in the same movie. Okay. I think so. I that's I think. Like who knows? Okay, who knows if the real like I don't know if there's any better way to to classify these athletes, but for the sake of time and for the sake of uh, my my confusion, then we'll just go. We'll end it there. Okay. All right. So you talked about these uh, blue light glasses that you got a yes, little bit yes. earlier, and uh, I didn't know, but you said you got them for as a Valentine's Day gift. So yeah. a couple episodes ago, you mentioned that you got a girlfriend. Adulting now, you're growing up. Yeah. Um, McGee, how was your Valentine's Day, buddy? What'd you get up to? It was good. Um, that whole week leading up to Valentine's Day was just hectic. Like so many assignments. Uh, there was a midterm on the Saturday, and right because it's right before the break, right? Yeah, it was right. It was right before Reading Week, and then Valentine's yeah. Day fell on the Sunday. So yeah. I just grinded in Waterloo, and then uh, wrote the midterm Saturday morning. Sunday, uh, she drove up from home, um, stopped by my place. We had a nice, a nice little, uh, little spread. Like I, I made some like chocolate covered strawberries. Had some candles out. The, wow, the very romantic out. of you. Right, very right. So you got to, you got to do, you got to do what you can. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So we just had a nice evening. Um, spent Monday together as well, and just kind of hung out. And then I was supposed to get a ride. The reason being, I was supposed to get a ride from my roommate on Monday. Um, but then I was, I was kind of hinting at this before the episode. Valentine's Day was good, but then it was thrown for a loop when like I he he texts me, he goes, hey, like so I won't be able to take you Monday, but I can take you Tuesday. He goes, I just got in a car accident with a uh, snowplow. Uh, I'm gonna have to take you Tuesday instead. I'm like, dude, like what are you talking? Like, don't take me, man. Like, figure like you got enough on your plate. Like, yeah, chill out. <laughs> like, worry about what you got to worry about. Um, so then my mom ended up coming on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, and driving me home then. Right. Man, like I remember, like coming from my girlfriend's place, getting a like a dropped off back at my um, house in Waterloo, and I see this guy's truck sitting in the driveway, and it's his mirrors gone, all of his like <laughs> door handles on the one side are ripped off. It's all like scraped. He's got this like, kind of riveted on like trim above his wheel well that like got ripped off as well. And he was telling me like he was uh, kind of celebrating Valentine's Day as well with the girl he's talking to. And she lives in Hamilton, and it was like a snowstorm on on one of the days, Saturday, Sunday. I can't remember which one. 
Right. But he was like giving her an escort home, being just a good guy. Like she was in a little car, like he's in a big truck. Um, so he was like escorting her home, got home safely. Then he turns around to come back to Waterloo. He turns the corner on a side street and there's like industrial size snowplow, like a, one of those big ones yeah. on the road. And he's coming right for him. He swerves out of the way, like apparently close to coming head on with this thing. They make contact, just destroys the side of his car. Oh. And then the thing drives away. Doesn't even stop. He just took off, said like, buddy, figure it out yourself. Yeah. The snowplow <laughs> just hell? like disappeared into the night. Wow. And now he and like, what are you going to do? Like chase him down and try and force him to get out of the car? Like what yeah, do you do? And he's probably working for like, the city or like something, something like that. Like it's, mm-hmm. he's kind of anonymous at that point. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, a snowplow, uh, hit me. Oh, thanks. Which one? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that one. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you wouldn't know anything. You wouldn't know anything. Yeah. So this guy takes off like an asshole. Uh, and then obviously like my roommate shook up gripping he's got the white knuckles gripping his steering wheel like yeah assume, the whole way home i mean i would if i if i almost had a head-to-head with a snowplow christ yeah seriously but he's alive yeah. and well but it was an eventful valentine's day uh definitely one for the to remember that's for sure but then so you said you didn't realize like valentine's day gifts were a thing and no. uh your, well, your girlfriend I... she got yeah. you these glasses did you get her anything like did I didn't you... get her other than pres- the strawberries I... yeah i didn't get her a present but i i yeah. like I didn't get her like a physical, I guess like the flowers and stuff, just the gesture itself is kind of a gift. Right. And I, it does cost money. Like it's not like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's so, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So some flowers, chocolate covered strawberries. Those you guys homemade. like ordered. Those are homemade. I, yeah. So. Yeah. But they, still like still that's even more kitchen. like the effort going into, you had right? to buy the strawberries, you had to buy the chocolate, mix it up. Bottle yourself. Of wine as well. Yeah. So. Oh, I, there you yeah. go. Right. So I, what are, what are romantic? Whoever, what whoever is the word? Says I, I romantic. If a gift are. is. Yeah. You did eat a bag of dicks. Whoever says I didn't do anything. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, it was nice. The glasses were a nice touch. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, appreciated. You're telling me, you got to tell me that story about the, uh, the Fortnite, uh, the return to Fortnite. Oh yeah. Okay. So basically, um, I guess I'm trying to, I'll try and piece together the timeline here. So, uh, 2016 start university first year, second year. So 2018, third year university, this, Oh, this is like the start of the podcast, basically how this goes. So I get my first PlayStation ever. Basically I, at this point I'm addicted. Like I can't get enough of this thing. Like any possible time, like at the end of the day, I'm just sitting on for Fortnite, NHL, whatever it may be. Can't I'm playing until my eyes are dried out. Um, so this is kind of like how the podcast starts, right? Like we tell the story, we're all on playing together. We've playing Fortnite, NHL, and we end up getting to the point where we're so good at NHL. We are consistently staying in division one, which is like the highest of the EASHL league. And we're staying there, like whether we're winning titles or just playing in it, whatever it may be. Over the last two years or so, the boys have kind of dropped off in terms of their level of play and how much we're all on and at the same time. But as of right now with COVID, not much is going on. So uh, Brownie being back at York, he's kind of just hanging out there. doesn't go to class, obviously has online classes, but not playing hockey. Sims no longer playing hockey and Joey kind of like hanging out on the weekends and after his work and stuff. And me, I'm not even working at all. So we've all started to like kind of get back into NHL. And then over the last couple of weeks, we just, make a return back to division one. So on Saturday, uh, yeah, Saturday, we get back to division one EASHL. And this is a big thing, but the problem is, and for those who play, would play EASHL basically until like division two, the hockey is just like, you just like playing to play. Like you're like putting up insane number of points at like every time you play a game, whatever, it's like all fun. And then if you want to actually win and go to division one and then win division one, you kind of have to take it seriously in like a certain respect. Like people actually play to win the game. Like it becomes defensive. You're like having to focus on defense. You have like little plays that you're on and stuff. Only so it can to change momentum to win. Yeah, games. literally like, like so like okay so here's one so basically the one game we have like three games left to advance to division one out of division two and we only need two points um we're down three nothing with like four minutes left to go in the third period i start telling this story because it's kind of like okay whatever game's over i'm telling this dumb story to the boys 
and we score a goal and Joey goes, okay, stop telling the story. Like we need to focus. We need to tie it up. And I was like, no, 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 we just scored while I'm telling the story. I'm going to keep telling the story until the game is over. So <laughs> I keep telling the story. Next thing you know, it's three, two, there's like two minutes left. The there's like a pause for the replay in the game to go on. I stop telling the story. I wait. I'm about to take the face off, start telling the story again. We win the face off, go down, end up tying the game with like 40 seconds left. Keep going. Intermission or like air quote intermission between third period and overtime. <laughs> I pause the story because I'm like, I'm not wasting the story. It needs to be told in overtime. Overtime, puck drop, start telling the story. Overtime keeps going. We went in overtime. We come back four, three, with like three minutes left because of this story. Boys are freaking out. We advanced to Div- division one. So anyways, uh, yeah. So Saturday we're playing division one and we're like 500. I think we're like one and one or two and two or something along those lines, but it takes like a mental toll. Like you kind of have to be all there while you're playing. So we're like, man, forget this. Like, let's take a break. Like let's, let's do something else. Like we haven't played Simony goes, okay, like let's play some Fortnite. We haven't played that in a long time. Hop on Fortnite, and back in the day, we used to play Fortnite, and like we'd get a bunch of wins. Like we were pre- got to a point where we were pretty good, and we were playing nonstop. So keep in mind, this morning we get that morning we get to Division One in NHL. We're playing Fortnite. We hop over first game we play. We haven't played in months, maybe even like a year almost at this point. First game, we just get shit on. Like we get dummied so badly. I was literally like, boys, like. I don't know. Like this might not be it. Somebody goes, nah, trust me. Let's just play another one. Run it back. We go through, like, we're kind of just sneaking our way through. Joey's getting a bunch of kills. Simony's getting a bunch of kills. Like I'm picking one up here and there. Next thing you know, we're in like, it's us three against like two people or three people. We take out a duo and then we're like, oh, it's us against one person. We're just holding on, holding on, like trying to just hold off the circle end up winning the game in our like our second game back of playing so it's literally like the biggest throwback obviously it's 2021 so it's not like we're looking back like 10 years but like three years at this point since like this is kind of the rotation of games we've been playing and here we are with like division one nhl we're back winning fortnite games so oh, the boys are the so back mcgee yeah. the boys are so back <laughs> Dude, I just brought my PS4. I was telling you before the app, I just brought my PS4 to school for the first time and it may yeah. completely destroy my GPA. However, <laughs> I need I need to get back in the mix. I always feel so out of the loop when I go back to school and like not be able to hop on PS4 with the guys. Then I get home for reading week and I got assignments and shit to do. But yeah, I, I need to get back in the mix. When's yeah, and the thing too, here? which like I, I know I'm talking about like the actual playing of the games right now, but the thing that like we really are just playing for is just to talk to the boys. Yeah. Like that's the whole purpose of playing video games. It's not because I actually genuinely enjoy video games. Like if they're fun, like, sure, don't get me wrong, but it's literally just to get on here and shoot the show with the boys for like hours. Like you don't even realize what's going on. And it, that was why it was like so popular when we were in uh, like in 2018 is because every one of us was so scattered. I think at that point you were out in Elliott Lake. I was at Western OC was at home in Toronto. Simony's playing and Pickering Brown's in Ottawa. Like, everyone's everywhere and we still managed to play together like every night almost at this point and then we kind of ended up all becoming either like closer in proximity so it became less of a thing and then now here we are we're like all stuck in our own places again so it's like yeah. everyone's back on the grind yeah i remember like uh during the first kind of stage of of lockdown and then we were just coming out of like the first little lockdown thing we had going on or like earlier in the year and we were playing like consistently, like almost every day from sunup to sundown. Yeah. I think it was like in the summer, in the summer at some point. And I see like, I come back from school or, or came back, I was in school for a weekend, come back. I don't know what the, the timeline was, but I remember like picking up Simony or something. And then like he gets in the car and like, we just like, I don't even say, hi. it was like my first time seeing him in like a year. Yeah. But I just didn't even like say like, like it was just like we hadn't we've been playing that ps4 all the time so it's yeah. like i had so you know exactly what's yeah. up <laughs> yeah i know exactly what's up and it was like nothing new it was just yeah. like it felt so normal it felt like i've been like seeing this guy every day for the past but i'm like oh shit man i just realized i haven't seen you face to face in like the longest time yeah hey. literally that's yeah. it i uh i kind of realized that too because i hadn't seen like for simony for exam- again for example i hadn't seen him in a long time and then actually I hadn't even seen him until um, 
we played pond hockey like the other day because we just all ripped out to Milne, Milne like conservation or whatever. They've got the, the pond is completely frozen over there. And like people are building all these rinks and stuff out there. The boards are like their snow, sorry, is like four feet high. It's like legit boards out there. And I go out there and like, see them like, man, I haven't seen you in so long, but like I talked to you on PlayStation. So I know what's going on. Like, it's not like, it's like that weird, but yeah. It is kind of weird how it just like keeps you connected. You don't even realize. Yeah, that's but, uh, a good thing. Yeah, but McGee, uh, have you been playing much pond hockey? I think I've seen on your like Snapchat story and stuff. You kind of been able to get out there, and I feel like now is the time that most people, like people, are playing the most pond hockey they've played. Yeah, I, uh, I have, I've, I've gone a few times. I've probably gone like three or four times this year. Uh, I discovered a new spot. And like obviously when the assignments are heavy and, and I got stuff to do, like it's not as not as likely I go. But any day off or any just like afternoon where I could afford to take an hour and a half because I'm never really out there long. Like, right, you go get a couple of games and you, you get cold and tired and it's like all right, let's head home. That was fun. So yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been a few times, but it's it's a lot of fun. And like people see on my story, they're like, yo, where is that? Like, where where in Waterloo? Like, are are the rinks? And I was telling them, and I'm like, there I go. Like next time I go, like we'll send you a text, and they do. And it's like, like just I, last week or before reading week, um, I think it was on the Saturday before Valentine's Day after my midterm. Uh, a couple friends of mine like shot me a message and they're like, hey, like we're going to that spot. Like you want to join? I'm like, yeah, I got nothing to do. Right. So I just hopped in the car and went and played some hockey, and it was it's fun. It's a good thing to, just to get out of the house, kind of reconnect with some people I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, while maintaining your your social distancing or your whatever he's kind of bumming around out there so yeah man it's a lot of fun and it, it like you're right it is kind of one of those things where i think now more than ever it, it's it seems like it's appreciated yeah it, it, i think it really time. is yeah and because like you can't really like go and like hang out with other people and stuff and like it's a good way for you to go and like again like kind of maintain your social distance but like get some physical activity kind of see some people like shoot the shit and like see some actual faces rather than like staring at the computer screen and having to zoom with people and stuff all the time but yeah but because like what basically what's been happening is here we're here we're sitting around and like the boys will send a text you want to play after the leaf game we'll go out there and play from like 10 till 12 30 just skating around on the on the outdoor rink and like when we went to Milne the other day i was there from literally 1 15 until 5 30 out on the ice that's amazing just ripping around like bring some waters couple couple pucks you're good to go shovels make sure you can like clean the ice off yeah it's perfect like it's absolutely perfect to get out there let's it's uh it's a good way to like get some activity while killing some, get some physical activity while killing some time though, that's for sure Dude, like, so we were talking about kind of using using uh, pond hockey to get a nice little break in, but there's one team in the WHL that I think is like doing the opposite of that. There's no breaks, yeah. <laughs> no, no breaks, breaks at ever. all. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about eat, sleep, breathe, live hockey? This team in the WHL, the Red Deer Rebels, is going to absolutely be doing that for the rest for this WHL season because it was announced that the players on the Red Deer Rebels WHL team are going to be living in the arena <laughs> during the WHL season. Wait, do they each year. have their own locker room? Like, what's going on? Like, where does it so, work? So from what I've read and what I've seen is that the luxury suites and, like, the boxes – right like where you, like if you were to like go to a leaf game you're in a box or whatever those are going to be turned into bedrooms for the players so the each player is going to have their own like suite or box in the arena and they're all going to live in these boxes for the season because i feel like they they just think it's like safer to quarantine the players that way rather than having them go and live with a billet family that way the only people they ever come in contact with is each other so they can't like risk it from the billet family, bringing it to the team, or they can't risk bringing it from the team to the billet family and so on. And then that way, even like if let's say like someone on another team they play against has it and like one of them comes in contact, like they can just be immediately isolated and whoever they're going to see is just stopped right then and there. But it's insane. Like I could not imagine there were so many scenarios I was thinking of. And I talked to my dad about it is like, okay, think about this. Like, Everyone goes through their routines differently, right? 
mm-hmm. your pregame routine may be different than mine. And your day before routine may be different than mine. I may stay up until three in the morning playing video games and then get up, go to morning skate and put up three goals and three assists the next day. Whereas you might go and like, it's just how everybody does it. It's like, you might go to bed at 10 and do the same thing. Like there's no reason that certain things can't work for certain guys, right? Like it's, it's everyone's own perspective, but like, how is this going to be regulated? Because there, there's no way they can just make it like a, a boot camp. No. Right. Like you can't be like 1030 lights out. Like that's it. If you're out past 1030, like that's it because yeah, you can implement curfew on the road or whatever, which makes sense. But like, even then it's like not bedtime. It's just what time you have to be in your room at. Yeah. So then how do you determine that? And then the other thing is like, at what point are players allowed and not allowed to be on the ice? Because what if some coach just like gets pissed off that somebody's still awake at like 1130 or 12 o'clock and he's like, gets all the boys out on the ice and is bag skating. them? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, dude, that's, that would suck. Imagine, I can just imagine the coach sitting there like on a little fold out chair, just sitting at center ice, staring up at the boxes just waiting just for waiting to see to like flicker. a light go on or yeah, like yeah. someone on the phone with their girlfriend or something <laughs> like, yeah. just waiting with yeah. a clipboard in hand writing names down like yeah oh just doing God. tallies but yeah i i i can't like there has to be some kind of implementation of rules around this because the other thing too which i want to know like what you would get up to like you having played junior hockey and knowing what like the vibe is with the junior hockey team is like Okay, so let's think. There's two scenarios here. One is the coaches lock the doors and say, see ya, and come back the next day. They've got to do that, man. If they, if they don't, that's just like <laughs> sickening. Or the other is that they live in the arena too. Which one is worse though? <laughs> like coach so. locks the doors and the boys are just raiding the mini bars. <laughs> like... I imagine. <laughs> I think and it then guys so on the team fun. are going to be legal be like drinking. In a hotel. Actually, no, you're so familiar with the venue that you'd probably be sick of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think the coach leaving would be like, I would like that as a player. Way it would better. be, a, yeah, ideal. It would be ideal. But again, like, what's the double standard of like, I guess maybe the coach can go home because like they can, they know, maybe know where his family's going. I, I don't know. Like, there's really no easy way to deal with it. Yeah. I know as a player, though, I would hate. To live at the rink because it would just be like man enough i want to go home play some video games like and i want to have like hockey the furthest thing like when i'm away at the like uh not at the rink yeah i don't want to break like, yeah i want to break like i just i don't want to think about hockey i don't want to think about like the playbook or <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't want to go to bed and hear the zamboni outside <laughs> yeah yeah or like my coach blowing the whistle like for yeah God, just to fuck with us sleeping upstairs yeah exactly so like yeah i'd want to be just out of there take a break like get away from it but yeah it'd be, it'd be horrifying i think it's going to be interesting to watch how that would go down so then okay so i want to know what would you need to bring into your room with you let's say you have no choice you have to be in this bubble you have to be in this rink you're going to live there for i don't know like let's say three months what are you bringing with you like to me i'm bringing ps4 my ps4 100 percent um headphones yeah you need 100% headphones um i don't know like i feel like you almost i feel like you almost just have to like stock up on some like candy or something before you go just like a massive yeah i would want one of those like um like mosquito nets or something (laughs) but like just completely solid so like i could just have like curtains for my bed or like curtains for like my half of the room. I see. I think it's like one player per room. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, that's... I think so. That's my understanding. I just I would need a TV roommates. in my room though. Like, yeah, you need a TV in your room, and then the internet, obviously. Yeah, hopefully the arena has internet. If they have boxes at a junior barn, like they should have internet. <laughs> yeah, you gotta hope. <laughs> you gotta hope. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. Yeah. So that'll be kind of cool. Kind of yeah. cool, I guess, but like maybe from the outside perspective of looking at it, but maybe not so much for the guys who are going to be living it. But yeah, I, we'll I want to see. see what the players think about it. Like I want to hear some interviews from, from Rick from Red Deer or like yeah. just like one of the players who knows that uh, like comes back and it's like, yeah, hey, like from my experience in Red Deer, it was great. 
Yeah. It's like, so- I, you need to hear some from guys who were actually in it and you need to hear their honest opinions. Like, that was the worst three months of my life or, like, guys are going to be like, no, that was actually okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, it'll be kind of interesting. Everyone has to adapt and make uh, figure out ways to get around things and make it work for them. So I guess if you want to play hockey again and you want to get that competitive style going then this is the sacrifice you have to make but just a weird one i couldn't i couldn't imagine having to do it myself so we'll see we'll see but if you love the game then you're, you're probably willing to do whatever it takes like. exactly Dude, speaking of loving the game actually who knows if he does at this point in his career because like he's been around for so long and the guy i'm talking about Sidney crosby recently played his a thousandth nhl game which is insane yeah one congrats to him Two, do you think he still likes hockey dude honestly i think he loves it i think that sid is just the type of guy who just loves the game and like he would if he didn't he would walk away from it because yeah he is too like you think about those injuries he's had he he could have like a very he could eat very easily have an excuse to just step back yeah but i don't think he he does i think a his love for the game itself is just so strong and like so he's so passionate about it. I think he won't go anywhere. And I think he also just has that crazy competitive nature where he just wants to win every single day and he's going to do everything it takes every single day. Like he's going to be the type of guy, like as soon as he retires, he's going into the management. Like he's going to be like with Mario and be like a 50, 50 owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins or some shit like that. And like working to player development and change the team and be a advisor and all that because he's gonna just need to be around hockey i think that's the kind of guy he is yeah i could see that too i, I saw on instagram today that uh during like, the warm-ups of the game everybody was kind of like mimicking his pre-game routine so like he went yeah because like, he has the craziest superstitions yeah he was like tying his skate on the ice and then like everybody yeah. else dropped down to tie his skates the, their skates too uh, and it was just like, that's the one thing I saw, but like, yes, dude, Sid is a, from what I've heard and, and seen, he's a superstitious guy. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy though. Like you think he's 33 years old and people still call him like, he's still Sid the kid. Yeah. But he's Sid, the middle-aged man. <laughs> like, yeah. He's he, I, I, it's amazing how long he's been around the game and like how long he's been playing for. And then you just look at the accomplishments and stuff and you look at, one thing I think is kind of interesting. It's like someone we actually had on here, James Stuthy. I heard him saying the other day, um, they TSN started this list of players of like the top players in the NHL. I think it was like Sid's first or second year in the NHL. And since his second year in the NHL, he's been at one or two the entire way until like last season. And he wasn't one or two. He was like top five. And then this year, instead of top five, I think he was like top 10. But it's like, here we are, he's 33 years old and he's still considered top 10 in the NHL, like top 10 players in the NHL, which I think is just, he's not just hanging on. Like he's not just here to play. Like he is here and he's making an impact. He's still one of the best players in the NHL, which is so cool to see at a thousand games in, but it's hard to believe it's been a thousand games. It's really cool though. 33, like, well, the one with the way he's playing and two, like 33, when I hear 33, I think 33, I think of like running an NHL like via GM and just seeing, oh, he's getting up there in age. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's going to retire soon. Buy out his contract. Like, so yeah. 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 Uh, Sid is a dude. He's a player. Obviously, everybody knows that. But it's pretty crazy to think that I remember like watching him in, like 2004, 2005 when he pulled off that like behind the bat or behind the net, like little picked it up on a stick and did that little wraparound goal. Then there's yeah. a whole scandal where he uh, like somebody stole his like World Juniors jersey. Wait, what? You didn't remember, like you don't remember that. No, was, like, no, I don't remember that. Like somebody stole his jersey. Um, I think af- af- maybe after they won gold, the World Jays. Interesting. No, yeah, did not know that. Football, but he was like larger than life even before he came to the, into the league. Like I remember like watching him, just being like, "Oh my god!" Like he's the, the big thing. So like basically, as long as I've watched hockey, Sid's been a part of it. Yeah, so, like, pretty crazy to see. Like or just kind of imagine that. Like man, like I've literally witnessed this guy's. Like obviously the the, the Gretz and all these like great players, even Mar- like Mario and whatever, we've heard about them and we've like been able to. Yeah, but we actually got to live Sidney Crosby. Yeah. We got to yeah. live his whole career from like start to finish. 
And it like, is kind of cool too, because I think some people like, obviously we're old enough to have seen the start of Crosby's career. And we probably got to see You probably got to see him like world juniors and you might have faint memories of that, but like, we we've got to like grow up with Sidney Crosby basically and watching his entire career unfold. And now we're having guys come in the league, like Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews, who we are going to get to like fully remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's the difference of like, yeah, Sid was there, but like, we don't really remember what Sid did until like kind of probably a certain age in our lives or certain point. Whereas like now we're going to get to see some of these guys who did just like take over the NHL and we're going to get to like live it because they're the same age or like right around the same age as us, which I think is like just a whole completely different beast on its own, which I think is so cool. Yeah. That is fucked, man. Like speaking of Matthews, dude, like, and it's just so cool that a guy like as Donald as Matthews plays for the Leafs. Yeah. Like he's well, the cool first for like, us. <laughs> he's, well, he's the first real like player that we've had on on the Leafs. Like obviously Kessel like did really well for us, but man, other than like Matt Sundin, I can't think yeah. of a more dominant guy in the Leafs organization. No, hundred percent. And it's cool. Like we're gonna get to watch this firsthand and just experience this greatness. So hopefully, like it actually pays out for us, but pays pays off for us, but. He is just torching the league right now. Like every single night, it feels like he's going to score. And, and he knows he, it too. He just looks so yes. calm on the ice. Yeah, he looks so calm, so confident. And he's just tearing apart the NHL. It's unreal to watch. Like last night, he scores uh, the first goal of the game against the Habs. And then next thing you know, it's like, okay, there you go. There's his one goal. Great. And then it's like assist. Okay, two-point night. Okay, another assist. Oh, that's a three-point night, just casual three-point night in the second period. And then, yeah, well, why wouldn't you just score another goal and have two and two and four points in the second period? Like, why wouldn't you? Back-to-back yeah. four-point nights, too. It's crazy. It's pretty It's pretty sick that, that Nick, well, McDavid and Dreisaitl are one and two. And yeah. then two Leafs. So those are two Oilers sitting at one and two. And then two Leafs, Marner and Matthews, are sitting at three and four. So that's, that's pretty... Yeah. Uh, that's like we got like the most or one of the most dynamic duos like in the NHL currently, which is a, a pretty cool thing to, to see. Yeah, exactly. It, it's really cool. And like it's something we should definitely not take for granted uh, while it's here because who knows like how long this stuff kind of lasts and like where to go. But yeah, I think we got to just enjoy it as Leafs fans. Leafs fans are always up the wall and like freaking out about unnecessary things like let's just let's just enjoy it here we beat the house got seven out of eight points in the last week we're flying we've got the best duo and one of the best duos in the national hockey league a guy who's on who scored a goal a goal a game he has 18 goals and 18 games played this season so let's just enjoy it like people from toronto chill the fuck out let's have some fun let's enjoy austin matthews while he's here let's just have a good time yeah, dude, this guy is, like, just a fucking boss, man. Yeah, and he's wearing, like, all designer shit up to the yeah. games every night and stuff. It's unreal. Oh. I love it. Yeah. All right, McGee, uh, before we kind of wrap up the episode here, we haven't done this one in a while. I kind of want to get into a this or that with you. These are always pretty fun. We've had a little bit of a sports-themed episode, touched on some Valentine's Day stuff. Uh, we touched on Secretariat being an athlete, Airbud, Jack the Champ, and we did our player comparison uh, battle. But I want to get into a this or that with you and uh, see kind of where you're at with these. So... That being said, let's head into our uh, final segment of the show, This or That. told everyone a couple weeks ago for christmas my sister got me this book of just would you rather so we got unlimited options here for the next who knows how long probably until we our mics burn out but let's get into the first one here uh i'll read it off mcgee live near a busy airport or live near a city dump Hmm. i think i definitely live i'd rather live near a city dump 
You think you'd yeah. rather deal with the smell than the sound? Well, there, I don't know how busy the uh, or like how big the city dump was like would be. Let's assume so- it's like like a city of Toronto dump. Like the like a main city of Toronto dump. It's you know big, what? I think it's stinky. You can fix or you can hide the smell. Like you can have a bunch of candles going, Febreze the shit out of your place. Like you can have your close the windows even. Like and like the AC like filters the the air. I think you could hide the smell better than you could like hide the sound. And right. the smell wouldn't prevent you from sleeping. Like the sound is you it would wake you up in the morning. It'd be so annoying just consistently throughout the day. Like just like all your plates would be rattling on the walls or whatever your like de- decorative shit would be just like jingling and jangling. So yeah, I'd go I'd go you're living your city dump for sure. Okay, I'm gonna go with airport and I think that the the problem would be I think you would get used to the scent living near the dump, but I don't think other people would. Let's say so you have yeah. a friend over, you have friends over. I think that that would be the only thing they can focus on the entire time they're there. You would become nose blind to it and you'd have candles to mask the smell, but it would never truly go away. You would just get used to it. Whereas people coming over, they would notice that shit and be like, this is just smelly. Like this is pungent. Yeah. I think with an airport, you can find ways to work around your house to dampen or limit the sound and and part of it the battle here too i think would be you live near a dump the smell would be outside and inside you live near the airport yeah it's gonna be noisy outside but if you're outside you don't really care about the noise like it's yeah it's loud it's probably like a little aggressive but it's not that bothersome it would be more bothersome when you're inside doing tasks like trying to sleep uh you're on the phone you're watching tv etc you could find ways to try to soundproof your house in your walls, like in your room, in the rooms you're in, whatever, to dampen that noise. So that you could like like, those little egg cartons taped to the walls. Yes. Yes. So you can get away with it and like hide it where, and then, yeah, you go outside and it's like, okay, that's loud as shit. But you like could look also have the the benefit of looking out at the wind out the window and seeing airplanes flying, (laughs) taking off and landing all the time. Whereas if you live near a city dump, maybe you're just, looking at trash all the time or you don't even see the trash and you just smell it which you just suck even more so go to the airport on this one that's that's fair that's fair all right we got we got a second one here the second one is would you rather spend the rest of your life in a submarine or in a spaceship Hmm. okay uh hmm. i'm gonna say spaceship because i think that in a submarine like almost the heat <laughs> pressure and like claustrophobia would just get to me obviously in a spaceship it's not like you're like going outside necessarily but it's like if you like look out the window of a spaceship or whatever like you you, you know what i'm talking about like a, you can like see outside or you see things outside it's like okay at least there's like air out there so you're like okay it's like there's some like kind of freedom whereas i feel there's like space. underwater yeah there's space and you can like see the earth whereas yeah. i feel like if you're just in a submarine it's like dark and and sweaty and hot and loud all the time i don't know that's just the vibe i get freaky and like yeah yeah and like just the pause obviously things could go wrong in both and god forbid that for anybody who does those jobs or like gets involved in those things that that happens but i just feel like in a submarine like if you're just in there you're like you're poached like you're just (laughs) i don't know I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with spaceship as well, and plus the whole zero gravity thing would be kind of fun. Kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, kind of cool. I'm sure it would get old after a little bit, and I'm pretty sure your bones like lose their density when you're in space for a prolonged period of time. Yeah, you like lose your muscle and stuff too. Yeah, so you'd probably be the skinny asshole <laughs> floating through space, like probably probably not long for this world. I'd I'd put the life limit on that. Like I don't know if I went up now, I probably wouldn't make it past forty five. <laughs> um, but yeah, it would still be it'd still be a better way or a more enjoyable way to to kind of finish my life. I guess. Yeah. I, w- I just hate would I would hate to feel that like enclosed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of like where I'm coming out on this. All right. Last one here. Have a best friend who is always humming, 
or have a best friend who repeats everything you say right after you say it. Definitely humming. What? Yeah, no question here too. No me. question. This is, this is an easy, easy one. Like, imagine you say something for the pod, and I just repeat it but every <laughs> single time. Imagine you say something for the pod, and I just repeat it, but every single time. Yeah, like what the <laughs> fuck? That's horrible. Yeah, no, I, mean, I could not do that. Like, imagine you're, you're you're talking to a girl at the bar or something, and your friend just comes over your shoulder and like, is your height man? Says the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I would lose my mind. The yeah. humming would be like somewhat annoying, but at least they're not saying like words, and maybe they're good at it. Yeah, they so, can like, like mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it just like That's gets masked. Gonna... Yeah, oh. you're like, okay, okay, sure. Like I'm a like... song you really like, they'll yeah. they'll like hum it, and then you're like, okay, perfect. But like if it's oh my god, if they're just saying the same thing as me, I would go nuts. Like I would actually lose my mind. I couldn't deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty easy decision there, humming. So that wraps it up for this or that's for episode 68. Yeah. That pretty much does it for the episode, McGee. Yeah, I think it does almost do it for the episode. Uh, wow, 68. Next episode's the big one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm fired up, man. I'm happy to be I'm just happy to be here. Like every week. Just happy to be here. You just have fun, man. And we got uh, things in the works. Like we're we're in it for the long haul. We're not we're not planning on going anywhere anytime soon. So yeah, we appreciate yep. you guys listening as always. And uh we'll catch you next week. Same time. Yes, Same place. Same lot of Cheers, lots and lots. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers.